Hey everyone and welcome back to Ask Reddit, the subreddit where anyone can ask a question and the most interesting questions get upvoted to the top. Today's question, what is the wisest saying you've ever heard? You don't need to light yourself on fire to keep others warm. A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. A wise man speaks because he has something he must say. A fool speaks because he must say something. What can't be helped must be endured. My grandfather. The world is changed by your example, not by your opinion. Similarly, you are what you do, not what you say you'll do. I don't know if it's always wise, but most of the time, I think it is. Only look in another person's bowl to see if they have enough to eat. Similarly, you must only look down to someone if you're helping them up. Never blame on malice, what can be adequately explained by stupidity, or ignorance, or clumsiness, or similar. In the end, we will remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. Real wealth is never having to spend time with assholes. John Waters Don't practice until you get it right. Practice until you can't get it wrong. Similar to something from, I think, Bruce Lee. Roughly, don't be afraid of the guy that practices 10,000 kicks. Be afraid of the guy that practiced one kick 10,000 times. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. And just because it's comfortable doesn't mean it's good. To worry is to pay a debt of misery that may never come due. Accept inevitable outcomes and do your best to change changeable outcomes to your liking. Worrying does nothing. Worry is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but doesn't get you anywhere. The best time to plant a tree is 30 years ago. The second best time is right now. If it smells everywhere you go, maybe it's you. If you run into an asshole in the morning, you ran into an asshole. If you run into assholes all day, you're the asshole. If you never heal from what hurt you, you'll bleed on people who didn't cut you. Don't do heroin. You'd love it. And I never have. Thank you, random bus stop guy. Getting old beats the alternative. Do not regret growing older. It is a privilege denied to many. You can tell the size of a man by the size of the thing that makes him mad. Adlai Stevenson. Maybe not the wisest saying, but that one has stuck with me. That's a great quote. Thanks for sharing it. This too is a good measure. Nearly all men can stand adversity, but if you want to test a man's character, give him power. My grandpa used to say, extra little effort saves you from a world of trouble later on. Use some extra little effort to put things back in their place so you know exactly where to find them next time and so on. He's been gone for over a decade, but I still say these words to myself if I feel super lazy. Forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for a late pizza. I always interpreted along the lines of, 
Be forgiving of people, but don't let them walk all over you. Wisdom is knowing you know nothing. Make time for planning. Wars are won in the general's tent. Wisdom is knowing you know nothing. We judge ourselves by our intentions, but we judge others by their behavior. People like people who like people. We have two lives, and the second begins when we realize we only have one. You're always being watched by your future self through their memories. Quote someone on Reddit, probably. Never play chess with a pigeon. It knocks all the pieces over, shits all over the board, and walks around like it's one. Good thing to remember before you start an argument with someone. If you wrestle with a pig, you both get dirty, but the pig loves it. If you are arguing with a fool, make sure he isn't doing the same thing. You need the dark in order to show light. Bob Ross There's a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. Leonard Cohen I remember reading this on Reddit somewhere. Be decisive. Right or wrong, make a decision. The road of life is paved with flat squirrels who couldn't make a decision. My top five favorite quotes. We suffer more from imagination than from reality. Seneca. It's silly to try to escape other people's faults. They are inescapable. Just try to escape your own. Marcus Aurelius. If you have a problem that can be fixed, there is no use in worrying. If you have a problem that cannot be fixed, there is no use in worrying. Buddhist proverb. The world is a comedy to those that think, a tragedy to those that feel. Horace Walpole. If you are distressed by anything external, the pain is not due to the thing itself, but to your estimate of it. And this you have the power to revoke at any moment. Marcus Aurelius. Hate is like drinking poison and hoping the other person dies. Follow your heart, but take your brain with you. Looking for your happiness or satisfaction inside other people or events will only lead to frustration. Build your own happiness within your life, and the people and situations will be much more pleasant in the long run. Learning from mistakes is one of the best ways to learn. No reason they have to be your own. A friend's version of this. Life's too short to learn only from your own mistakes. Experience is the capacity to recognize a mistake when you are about to make it again. My boss. From Winnie the Pooh when saying goodbye to his friends. How lucky am I to have something that makes saying goodbye so hard? If you're going through hell, keep going. Churchill. Time you enjoyed wasting is not wasted time. One of many wise words shared with me, time is our most valuable commodity, and one should strive to use it well. You can make fun of a cow, but the cow will never understand English. Lack of attention doesn't mean lack of knowledge. It is easier to fool someone than to convince them they've been fooled. 
Arguing that you don't care about the right to privacy because you have nothing to hide is no different than saying you don't care about free speech because you have nothing to say. Edward Snowden. I love this quote because I know some people who are over-controlling of their kids and will track them 24-7 when they are out of the house. Knowing the path and walking the path are not the same thing. A lot of times receiving or giving advice isn't about making the recipient believe what you believe. It's about them being less confused when shit hits the fan and knowing that they remember from somewhere it's going to be okay. Of course you're a failure. We all are in one way or another. What matters is what you do with that. Relationships are like farts. If you have to force it, it's probably shit. So that's it for the post, guys. Wow, there's some really great advice in there. If I had to pick a few out, um, I really liked uh, follow your heart but take your brain with you because I think sometimes our hearts are just dumb you know, attached to a, a dream that might be silly or just not working out for one reason or another or just not really thinking things through. Uh, the take your brain with you part, I really like that. Just sort of like, yeah, follow your heart. But, you know, think about it at the same time. And then I really liked uh, people like people who like people because I think sometimes in my life, I think I'm, I've missed out on a few friendships in life by being a little bit too much of a curmudgeon and sometimes I just need to be like, okay, you don't have to be this crazy happy-go-lucky optimist, but people like people who are fun to be around, people who like them, you know? I think those are those are good pieces of advice and there were so many in here. I hope you guys found something that you could attach onto that you value, that you found valuable. If you did, as always, if you liked the video, leave a like or a comment. It always helps us out a lot. And if you'd like to see more and hear more posts from r slash askreddit and other subreddits in the future, please subscribe. Thank you so much for watching and for listening. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another post from r slash askreddit, a subreddit where anyone can ask a question and the most popular answers get upvoted to the top. Today's question, people who had a teacher change their life. Who was your teacher and what did they do? When I was about to graduate high school, I got a really competitive scholarship to study language abroad. Once I went to apply for a passport, it became clear that I didn't actually have a birth certificate or social security number, basically had no proof that I was a citizen. My parents had lost one, never filed for the other, and were completely unconcerned about the situation. Zero Fs were given on their part, especially because they didn't want me to study anyway. My high school biology teacher, who had written several of my recommendations and who had encouraged me to apply for this out-of-my-league program in the first place, took care of it within two weeks. I don't actually know what he filed or who he called or how much he paid, but I was on a plane about a month later and I only have him to thank. Back in school, I stopped giving an F. Back in seventh to eighth grade, due to the constant bullying. I was an introverted, shy kid already, but bullying just made me go deeper into myself. I spent hours in my own imaginations. Then one day, they taught about the electric bell and how it works. It struck my interest, and I read about it after going home. There was a test on it, and I aced it. My teacher couldn't believe it, and she asked me if I cheated on the test. 
That was kind of the wake up moment for me. I said, no, I didn't cheat, feeling offended that she even asked. Despite her, I tried studying physics and found it very interesting. More than the novels I checked out from the library on a daily basis. A year later, I was one of the top three students in the class. Today, I have a master's in physics and I'm trying to get my doctorate. I thank her whenever I go back home and I run into her. Miss O'Connor was my first truly eccentric teacher and probably one of the first eccentric adults I had ever met. It was eighth grade, which I think is an early formative year in the transition into pre-adulthood. So timing was perfect for me to have her class. Here are a few things I still remember. One, she would teach us some stuff that I know now is taught at a college level, but she didn't preface it with, this is college stuff. We just thought we were learning what we were supposed to learn. And even the dumb kids in class got most of it. Reflecting on that, I know now that people way overhype learning. Like one time, I didn't get promoted at work because there was something I didn't know how to do. The other internal candidate did. Then, I set out and learned it on my own. Literally took me an hour to get the gist of it, and within a week, I was doing it very well. 2. She lived in a three-story house with her daughter and granddaughter, and she had an intercom system installed so she could call down to her granddaughter to bring her stuff. Hilarious. 3. She was so go with the flow. One day, I came into class, and she had a bunch of shit all over my desk. I just stood there, not knowing what to do. She asked why I was standing, and I told her there was stuff at my desk. She was like, so? Sit at my desk. And so all class long, I worked from the teacher's desk like it was normal. Not a traditional teacher, but the head instructor of the martial art I currently practice and teach. I had already joined the gym as a student with my wife. She's my ex now, but she actually was the one that talked me into it. I was enjoying my time there, but not really feeling fulfilled by it. One of the reasons was that I was, in my opinion, too old to start. I was 27. One random day, my wife and him were the only ones left at the school, and he offered to take us to lunch. It was just a casual conversation, but it turned into how I felt we were too old to ever get to his level of skill. He asked us when we thought he started training. I guessed seven. He told me 35. He told me the story of how he always wanted to pursue martial arts. As a teen, there was nothing near him. In his 20s, he thought he was too old too. There was a studio in his town and he drove by it every day on his way to work wishing he started. Well, he moved a few times, finally settling in a place he would live for the majority of his life. Lo and behold, he passed another school every day for work. He told me he remembered at age 30 passing the school wishing he had just started a few years earlier when he moved to this town. He kept that job for years. Then he told me at 35 on the same route home from work, he passed the school and he remembered wishing he had just stopped in when he was 30. He hit the next stoplight and he had a light bulb moment. If I keep this job five years from now, I'm going to be sitting at this light and wishing I started at 35. He immediately did a U-turn 
and went into the gym and signed up. 18 years later, he ran his own school. It inspired me that it wasn't too late, and I became a teacher myself as a result of that conversation. Long story, but I was always strong in math and horrible in English. In 12th grade, my English class was taught by a physics teacher who they made do the class. He made it no secret of the fact he didn't want to be there. However, the mark was going to have a huge impact on if I got into university, and I was very weak, historically getting 60s in the subject. My teacher saw my writing and basically said, you're not an idiot, but your writing makes you sound like it. He taught me before in science and basically called me out, but also believed I could be better. Not even sure why exactly, but he cared. So as simple as it sounds, he taught me how to write a sentence. I know, a joke that I hardly write them properly now based on my posts, but I do enough to get my point across. He worked with me during my daily break, sat with me, went through everything from structuring an argument to using punctuation correctly. I can say he single-handedly helped me get into university and led me to where I am today. When I finally went back to thank him after university, he had sadly passed away, so I couldn't say thanks, but I think of him very often. A teacher once found out I was writing notes about sex in my notebook and passing it to my friends. Instead of getting me in trouble, she took me aside and found out I was seeing lots of stuff at home that I shouldn't have been. My parents were going through a split and there was a lot of turmoil in my life and no support. Thanks, Mrs. Marchetti. Pretty common symptom. If you see an eight-year-old who's making way too many poop jokes, they're eight. But if they're making way too many sex jokes, be concerned. I asked my music teacher why she wanted to be a high school music teacher. She said it was the best way to continue to learn and buy new instruments without having to sing nursery rhymes all day, implying that a high school teacher was a better prospect than a primary school teacher. I said on the offhand that singing nursery rhymes all day would be amazing, and she responded, do it then, be a children's music teacher. And so I changed my plans after graduation from nursing to teaching. And I even love singing nursery rhymes with my students. My previous music teacher now plays in a rock band in festivals all over the world and is such an effing badass. Thanks, Woody. You were honestly the best teacher and shaped me to be the person I am today. My 11th grade homeroom teacher, Miss Dobra. High school was difficult for me. I lacked drive and direction. My home life was a mess, and I had the weight of my parents' wasted high school years projected onto me. I was battling anxiety, depression, binge eating, and I felt completely rudderless. Miss Dobra was always there for me to talk to. She knew I had potential, and she didn't shy away from encouraging me to apply myself. But she was always there for me to talk to. She never judged. Fast forward two years. I finish high school, but I don't sit all of my university entrance exams. I'm ashamed, but I make a point of going back to the school once a year to see her. Despite now also being homeless, she still doesn't judge. Three years later, my life has turned around, and I sit my exams and begin university as a mature age student. 
She was so happy for me. It took me five years to complete my degree, but unfortunately, she moved interstate partway through and we lost contact. I wish I had the opportunity to show her my certificate. She would be proud. Her love and faith in me has spurred me on in so many endeavors since I finished school. Graduating university was just the tip of the iceberg. I will never forget her. She's the closest thing I've ever had to a guardian angel. Teachers can truly make a difference in a kid's life. My primary school principal. Right before my teen years, I started acting out due to family and home problems. No matter how many times I acted out, he treated me with absolute kindness, always above and beyond. I can't remember what I did to get sent to his office, but I'll never forget what he told me. The best man you can be is a gentleman. He encouraged my love for writing and drawing, helped me submit a story, and was there when I won second place. When I failed math, he tutored me in his office after school. When I showed interest in music, he let me practice on his guitar. I am forever in his debt for making me the person I am. I struggled with eating disorders in high school. Senior year, my dad passed away, and I spiraled. I had a meltdown in, my, in the middle of English class. My teacher pulled me out into the hallway, gave me a hug, and said, Are you eating? I don't know why, but it snapped me out of it. And that is the first time I realized people noticed or cared. She probably doesn't know this, but I'm sure she saved my life. My sophomore year of high school, I left a suicide note in my girlfriend's locker and went home sick. She brought it to quite possibly the only person in that building who would be able to do exactly what I needed, our guidance counselor, Mr. Lynch. Mr. Lynch called me on my own cell phone less than an hour after I left the note. He didn't contact the police, my parents, notify the school. He went on a limb entirely because he knew that if any of those had gotten involved, I would have been dealt with. Instead, this man took on the burden of responsibility and reached out to me in my darkest moment. I can't express to you the joy in that man's voice when a decade later I sent him a letter and later a phone call expressing my gratitude and appreciation of everything he had done for me on that day. I went through abuse as a kid. My dad would beat me. He usually would use an extension cord or a belt, but sometimes a slap if I lost his temper suddenly. One time, he hit me harder than he should have and left a bruise on my cheek with a cut. My eighth grade science teacher asked me what happened. I was an expert at excuses. I told him I get elbowed after a basketball. He told me to come back at the end of the day, and I told him I couldn't. I had to go right home, which I did. If he wasn't at work and I wasn't right home after school, he'd go apeshit. My teacher pulled me into the hallway and talked to me about abuse. It's not okay. It's not my fault. That summer, I grew a ton, and I stood, stood up to my father. My dad stopped when he saw I wasn't going to take it anymore. Mr. J didn't solve my problem. But hearing somebody gave a shit about me helped me out a lot. I was going through an extremely hard time my last year of high school, and my mother was dying. Since I was basically flunking out, I had one of my free periods taken away from me, and I had to take another elective. 
I decided on a level one cooking class with all freshmen. It was taught by my old English teacher, who I was very fond of two years prior. Learning how to make pie crust with her didn't change my life, but her open ear and thoughtful remarks made me realize I had to get it together. I wanted to be like her, a kind, thoughtful woman and beautiful homemaker. On one of the last days of school, I was told I probably wouldn't be graduating. I was wandering the halls after school that day and found her in her classroom, and I broke down to her. She told me everything I needed to hear and ended up convincing the principal to let me graduate. I'll never forget the graciousness she showed me and the motherly love and compassion I was desperate for. I love seeing her around town, and one day will get the courage to tell her how much she really means to me. I had a teacher change my life not because they were good, but my fifth grade teacher got fired a couple months into the school year for being on and posting on unapproved Catholic school sites. Because of that, our class went through a weird year of only having substitute teachers for like a week, and then the next week, a new substitute. It was terrible. They taught the same thing every week. So I pretty much didn't have a fifth grade. I was behind, which I already was because I have a learning disability. So I was the stupid kid. That year was the final straw for my parents to finally move me to a specialized school because I was just so far behind. And that school I switched to, all the teachers were amazing. I was finally able to read my first real book in the sixth grade because I was finally taught a way I could learn. And my parents say that the fifth grade was a shit show of a year. I might have stayed at that school too long and even been more behind. So my teacher being on X-rated sites saved my future. I don't know if it changed my life, but I had a really wonderful English teacher in high school. She identified me as a reader, which I really wasn't at the time. I had been as a kid, but I grew out of those books. And I entered my rebellious phase and hadn't even thought about books in years. But she assigned good books, and we had good discussions. It definitely got me to start reading again, and I consider books a very important part of my life now. And on a personal note, she was probably the only one to notice I was essentially homeless for parts of high school. She offered me house space, but I was definitely too proud to accept it. It really made me feel better about myself, though to know someone wanted me. My ninth grade class teacher, I was going through a tough time with my grandma's death and my sister leaving for college. She counseled me and guided me through those times. She gave me responsibility as a class prefect for distraction and confidence. It was a small gesture, but she stood by me in a way I'd never forget. Mine was my 10th grade history teacher. He only taught conspiracy theories, like how America caused Pearl Harbor, or how the bank is trying to get as much gold as possible to eventually rule over us. At the end of the year, I told him that I could easily be a better teacher than him, and now I'm getting a history education degree. I had a teacher in high school I used to hate because his tests were impossible to pass. All the classroom would fail, and he couldn't care less. Instead of dumbing down the tests, he made us work loads to achieve his expected level of knowledge. 
He would teach us the mathematics we needed and taught us the kind of reasoning we needed to put into our work. It was hell at first, but at the end of the year, we all improved significantly. In our final year, we were able to solve problems taken from university tests and be really confident about math and logical reasoning. He cared about us. We were ahead of the national curriculum and really enjoying being able to understand the hard stuff. Thank you for believing we could be pushed more and challenging us every day, Mr. F. My 11th grade English teacher, he is the reason I didn't drop out. He was extremely gay, and as an angry teenage boy, that bothered me. I was sort of a skinhead. I had a shitty home life, and he was the only person that really cared. This was 19 years ago in the rural South, so it wasn't too common to be openly gay, especially for a teacher. I didn't like him because he was gay, and I didn't like that, and his mannerisms pissed me off. I refused to acknowledge him or do any of his work. I never went to school, and I was always skipping and failing, but he was the only teacher that would let me make up the work, and I was like, stop being weird. I didn't say that, but I thought it. Then, when I had to have his class two times in a row, I actually liked the topics he was teaching. I took mild interest, and I started doing the makeup work, because I liked it. I stopped showing up for class again, and when I did show up, he made a big deal about it and moved me to the front. And I was like, why? And he's like, sometimes the annoying kids are the ones you miss the most because it's something to entertain in this hellhole. I got to know him better, and he basically became like a counselor to me and stopped me from dropping out, and he fixed my attendance. After that, I would bring him cakes and cookies for the holidays, and I would grade papers for him. Then, my senior year, every day, I would eat lunch with him, which wasn't cool, because I was popular. He would talk shit about all the students and teachers he didn't like, and I would too. He wrote me a great recommendation letter and got me into all eight colleges I applied to. He also taught me to love people and not hate them. If it wasn't for him, I'd probably be in prison right now for some kind of violent crime. My year five teacher was awesome and really encouraged me to embrace my eccentricity as I was always quite a stage girl. One time I'll never forget was when our class was playing cricket and I was batting for my team. I hit a powerful shot and hit him right in the privates. While bent over and almost crying in pain, he still managed to wave at me to keep moving and win that run. Thank you, Mr. Crocker. I hope wherever you are, you're happy. One of the most memorable things a teacher ever said to me that actually had a big impact on my life was, I really like you as a person, but I hate you as a student. My French teacher told me this when I was in high school, during this period where I was really depressed and self-destructive and on the verge of flunking out. Having her be so honest with me and pointing out that I was wasting my potential, but at the same time saying I was a good person, made me want to do better. And eventually, I did. And that wraps up today's post. These are some really heartwarming stories with these teachers. Do you happen to have any stories of your own? 
I would love to hear them in the comments down below. If you liked the video, leave a like or a comment. It always helps us out a lot. And if you'd like to hear more and see more posts from r slash askreddit and other subreddits when they come out on the channel, please subscribe. As always, thank you so much for watching and for listening.